Mine's good. Life good! Got real close. Got hair high, right? Trying to hit two thirds. Have they saved it for her? Yes, they have! Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham. Scott is alongside, as always. Hello, Scott. Sean, hi. How's it going? It's it's going pretty well. That's good. I'm, uh,. Basically recovered, fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, you were you're under the weather there, buddy. Yeah, feeling a little bit under the weather. You know, I come back to minus twenty degrees and you know a foot of snow. Not uh, not so good for the old system, but it's not ideal. Uh, ready to get back at it. Ready to talk more curling. What do we got on tap? A big time of year here in Canada. The provincial championships, some of which have concluded, but. Those are for the provinces that uh, and territories that traditionally don't challenge for national titles. Uh, so the ones that are still forthcoming are from the are from the traditionally power provinces. So we thought we would go through and talk about what we're looking forward to seeing in these provincial championships. Because Scott, in the past five six years. We've had more access to these provincial championships than we ever had before. Oh, yeah, big time. There's been a lot more streaming lately. Uh, of note, Saskatchewan does a great job streaming theirs. Uh, Ontario has done a good job the last uh, year or so, and will continue again this year with some yep. uh, live streaming. Uh, BC, I remember one year, Sean, I think we we had like a watching party <laughs> here at my house and I had two screens going and we were like flipping back and forth between yeah. different provincial championships. So uh that's great. Also Sportsnet carrying I believe they're gonna do Manitoba and Alberta's championships uh this year. So we'll get to see those on Sportsnet and uh you know get get us really properly excited and primed for the Scotties and Briar. Yeah, so a lot of coverage uh, going on across the country. And we'll start with the women's side. There are already six teams determined for the Scotties Tournament of Hearts. Of course, the defending champions get the automatic entry, Chelsea Carey. She's there. We'll talk about what that means for the province of Alberta when we, when we get to Alberta. But Prince Edward Island is going to be represented by Suzanne Burt. Erica Curtis wins Newfoundland and Labrador. Haley Burney wins Yukon. Carrie Galusha, you may have heard of her, wins the Northwest Territories. And Lori Eddy, who, of course, was a member of the team that lost the Scotties final to Sandra Schmerler in 1997. Was Allison Goring? I want to say, yeah. So she is going to skip the... Nunavut team, she, of course, also from two girls in a game. I believe she's girl number one. I think so, but I can <laughs> I can never tell. So those are the teams that have already been determined. Still up, of course, is Nova Scotia, which is ongoing as we record this. Favorite there is probably going to be Marianne Arsenault and her team. Interestingly enough, though, Colleen Jones is in the field as well. And just as a fun fact, Colleen Jones has announced that for the Nova Scotia senior women, Scott, Marianne Arsenault is eligible for the women's, oh. which means that the core four are going to play 
in the Nova Scotia Senior Playdowns. Wow, that's going to be exciting. Yeah, so for the first time in about 15 years, uh, the four of them are going to play together. Of course, that's Colleen Jones, Kim Kelly, Nancy Delahunt, and uh, Marianne Arsenault. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I really hope that they make it out of Nova Scotia (laughs) and that there is a streaming service available so that I can watch Colleen Jones play Sherry Anderson in the women's final of the Canadian seniors. Cause that'd be awesome. Oh, that would be a dream matchup. Yeah. So we also have new Brunswick going on as we record this same with Quebec. They all finish on the 26th of January. You also have Ontario kicking off next week, Northern Ontario, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and Alberta, and then British Columbia. So all of those finishing by February 2nd. The field will be set. So out of the provinces that are outstanding, Scott, which one do you think has the most intrigue from a fan perspective on the women's side? Well, Sean, my my immediate gut uh, reaction is to choose Manitoba. And I'm going to choose Manitoba because... As of right now, the top three teams on the women's CTRS standings for Canada are all from Manitoba. Yes. That being Tracy Fleury at the top of that pack, uh, might surprise you, uh, Carrie Anderson and Jennifer Jones. So to me, this this field here is is pretty interesting to find out which of those three are, is going to wear the bison on their back. Yep. But we have the wild card to fall back on and you did some research today about about the wild card is that right what do you mean (laughs) oh oh i guess i I looked into some of the research i looked into the ctrs points and and what were what did you find sean i found that the top three teams were from manitoba as you said so that you just said that whoever loses yeah so whoever loses uh, the the Manitoba provincial unless there's an upset in Manitoba, right? Unless someone other than those three teams wins Manitoba, which yes. is possible. I think it's unlikely, but it certainly is possible. So unless we have a situation like that, then barring one of the teams declining an invitation, you will have a play-in wild card game of two of Flurry Anderson and Jennifer Jones. Right. What becomes interesting then is an offshoot that, whereas in other years, and we said this on the show last week, that you kind of have to look around and see who's winning provinces to try and figure out. Because I think in in past years, it's gotten down to team five and six on the rankings that would get invites or or have gotten invites to that wildcard game. That's not going to happen this year. It's not going to get past three, again, unless somebody declines right. the, the invite, which they're allowed to do. I don't know why anyone would, but they're, they're certainly allowed to. So what's interesting is that Rachel Holman is four. And right. Rachel Holman, in a normal year, you would say, four, you're probably pretty comfortable in getting a wild card game if you lose your province. Mm-hmm. This year, no. You're right. not. Rachel Holman is going to have to win Ontario. So... Does that mean, Scott, that Ontario, since you're kind of ambivalent now about Manitoba, given the point situation, does that make Ontario a lot more interesting to you? It does make it more interesting to me. And we're pretty lucky in that uh, we live here in Ottawa and the Ontario Provincial is just down the road in Cornwall. Yes. So we'll be really close to the action. 
I'm going to try to go for a day or two and, uh, you know, absorb all that excitement. The, the thing is the field is not, it, it's very deep field, but the drop off after Rachel Holman is pretty steep. Yeah. In Ontario. I, I would say the next, uh, team to qualify on points, I think is Justin Murphy's team. That sounds right. Uh, who, you know, aren't, they're not a slam team. No, there is not another Ontarian women's team that plays in the slams. Right. It is just Rachel Holman. So then you're starting to look at teams like Holly Duncan, Julie Tippin, players who we know and are familiar with, who who are very good players, right? Holly Duncan, two years ago when Rachel Holman was at the Olympics, made it into the championship pool through a tiebreaker, yes, mm-hmm. uh, and had a three-game day on the Thursday, which kind of killed them. Uh, so their final record wasn't great. But, I mean, they're talented teams. Julie Tippin was at the, the trials a few years ago in, in 2017 for those 2018 Olympics. She made it there. So you have talented teams in Ontario. I think one of the problems, at least in analyzing the field, is a team like Holly Duncan – you know, we, we looked at their schedule, and, and I looked at it again this year. They just don't go play a lot. Right. On tour. Right. So, you know, they're not out there accumulating a lot of points. They're not out there getting the reps that certainly Rachel Holman gets. And this is a case where those teams aren't, I don't think, as talented as a team like Krista McCarville. But they have that same thing where where it can take them a while in an arena setting to get used to that ice because they just don't play on it a lot so you go into the week Rachel Holman is an overwhelming favorite in Ontario Mm -hmm. but there's talent there that can upset her later in the week especially when you get into those I would say probably the final. If Rachel Holman's not in a one-two page, because Ontario does a page, if she's not in a one-two game, that's a shocker, uh, 100%. Yeah. But you get into a final and, and anything can happen, right? We saw a few years ago on the men's side in Ontario, Epping and Howard played a game and it was 0-0 in the seventh end. Right? Sure. If, if Holly Duncan or, or Julie Tippin or Justin Murphy want to play that style of game, it's hard to do that five-rock rule and Rachel Holman's going to want to mix it up. But if you, if you can somehow do that, you know, you get a, a miss here, a pick there, all of a sudden you're Ontario champion. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I just want to correct you and, and say Julie Tippin uh, took a step back from curling. Oh, excuse so, me. So uh, won't be playing this year. But uh, you're right. There's no shortage of teams that are just on that next level uh, in Ontario. And on any given day, any team can win. So... So, so yeah, I think, I think it becomes more interesting, right? Because if Rachel Holman doesn't make it for whatever reason, and you know, they haven't had a great year They're two, two of their members just had babies in the summer. It's not easy to recover. So I'm told, uh, that, that, uh, you know, we could be looking at a, a Scotty's without Rachel Holman for the second time in, in three years. Yeah. So yeah. And the third time in five years. Yeah. All right. They missed yeah. in 2016 as well, uh, and that t- that time they they lost. Right. The, right. In 2018, they were off doing more important things uh, than playing in the Scotty. So uh, it it could happen. I I don't expect it to happen, but uh, it certainly will be interesting to see the week. Like if Rachel Holman has the ice and has her draw away, then like let's like go home, just give her the trophy. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. They're they're big time favorites, but I you know I'm looking for the storylines there that are going to bubble up and. Uh, 
and see if somebody can step up and challenge. Yeah. So the other province, Scott, that I think is interesting on the women's side still is Saskatchewan. I think Saskatchewan is, hmm. is eminently fascinating because of Sherry Anderson. Sherry Anderson, of course, lost the final last year to Robin Silvernagle. She won uh, two years ago in the final, uh, represented Saskatchewan. But she is just she she's if 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 the day comes and i hope it never does that uh, sherry anderson leaves this world i will be stunned if the headline isn't you know <laughs> that uh, she died well on the ice <laughs> like she just loves to play and she's out there playing and doing her thing and she's still really good and robin silvernagel we saw last year had this sort of meteoric rise at the end of the season, uh, winning Saskatchewan, relatively unknown to certainly a lot of the casual fans in curling. First time seeing her at a Scotty's. She had a great week, uh, struggled a bit in the playoffs, sort of, it's almost like she was too excited uh, in, yeah. in the playoffs, yeah. which happens to a lot of folks, certainly the first time you're there. But this year hasn't been quite, as good as maybe we would have expected off of that Scotty's. So Saskatchewan, it feels pretty wide open because of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the the teams here, Sean, for Saskatchewan. And in addition to Team Anderson and, and Robin Silvernagel, you've got Ashley Howard's team. Yeah. Coached by, uh, coached by Russ, uh, always a threat. You've got Amber Holland playing again. Canadian champion. Uh, and you've got Kristen Streifel, who came in from those university yeah. uh, off the university win a couple of years ago, uh, coached by Rob Meekin with Brienne uh, Knapp, uh, Rob Meekin's daughter playing lead. So uh, really a lot of talent here, uh, here in, uh, in Saskatchewan. And, you know, I'm, I'm coming around to your way of thinking this one is going to be fun to watch. Yeah. I, I think the thing too, with Ashley Howard, what, what's interesting there is that, she has Scotty's experience, right? She's played in a Scotty's yes. before. Yes. Same with uh, Brianne Meekin. Uh, she's been in a Scotty's before uh, representing Manitoba. Right. Right. So, so you have players across the board here who have a lot of experience. Nobody has as much experience as Sherry <laughs> Anderson, of course. Exactly. But there, it's, a re- it's a really good field there in Saskatchewan. And the stakes there are a little higher than say in Manitoba, right. certainly for the top teams. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. So yeah, that's a pretty good one to watch there. Are you at all interested in any other provinces? I think I think those are the top three in terms of just pure intrigue. Okay, uh, I'm always interested to see what happens in Quebec. Right? We know that mm-hmm. Quebec has had difficulty recruiting teams in the past. Uh, the past couple of years, we've had, had new representatives. Last year, junior team who came in they were a lot of fun they tried a lot of shots yep. uh they, they whatever they were on the screen it was it was fun to see what was going on in those games so quebec is just an intriguing province to see if somebody is going to sort of take the reins there in the way that mary france larouche there for you know the better part of this the sort of from the mid-aughts early mid-aughts until or the mid teens i guess that she sort of had quebec right it was it was her province she yeah. was going to represent it more often than not but now you don't have that in quebec you don't have that 
that favorite who's coming in every time. You're like, right. that's who we need to watch. So Quebec is is interesting to see if if one of these junior teams gets to that level or if multiple teams get to a level where each year in Quebec we're watching them battle it out back and forth. Yeah, that's uh, that's true, Sean. Uh, thinking about Quebec, now now is my chance to correct myself. Okay. Because Julie Tippin is playing in Quebec. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I... I thought I'd seen something about taking a step back, but uh, she was. Like she took a step back from Ontario, <laughs> forward to Quebec. Forward into Quebec. Uh, so she's playing with Lauren Mann at third and Britt O'Rourke uh, at second, and Pam Nugent. Okay, so that's a good team. It's a pretty good that's team. A really yeah, good team. yeah. Britt and Lauren both have lots of uh, experience yeah. there. Uh, on that team, looking at the field, Gabrielle Lavoie is back as the defending champion yep. uh, junior team. Uh, Camille Boisvert with uh, Roxane Perron and Miriam, Miriam Perron, uh, the Perron sisters. Yeah, I, I played seen, against. We've, yeah, we've seen them before. I've played against them in uh, mixed doubles. I remember. Uh, I think we lost. <laughs> uh, pretty good. So, yeah, not a lot of household names there. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Currently underway, as you mentioned. Yes. I'm trying to see what the. Uh, standings are but i'm having trouble navigating the website well, in when French. this gets posted it'll all be, it'll be done. <laughs> exactly uh, but, uh, but yeah so quebec quebec's interesting from that perspective i also have to say that i think bc for very similar reasons that we've yeah. seen younger teams come out of bc the past couple of years and you know since really since kelly scott and that team sort of went their separate ways yeah you, you're you're looking at bc every year sort of wondering what happens i mean i was excited when marlo mallet got back a couple of years ago mm-hmm. uh but what was it what was really interesting about that you know marlo mallet of course lost the final in the early 2000s i can't remember the exact year but she came back and had a terrible week oh yeah, uh, yeah. but the interviews with her after were so interesting saying that you know i, I she was like I, I just keep playing and, and practicing the way i always have but the game has evolved so much that they can throw differently based on the shot. Right. Uh, the ice is so different. Like I, the way I have played in practice, like the game has just gone way past yeah. at, at that level to where I am. And it was so interesting to hear her say that, uh, just to, to really see how the game has evolved. Uh, but it also sort of puts in perspective to maybe a little degree how difficult it might be for some teams in BC. Big time, big time. There's a... Uh... I'm looking at the field here. I'm interested uh, in BC, of course. Uh, I'll be rooting for teamwork. I'm I'm really interested to see how the young team, uh, Corinne Brown, how they fare yeah. at this uh, this event this year. Uh, so lots of lots of good names there. Uh, I know I only mentioned two, but uh, <laughs> we're, we're trying to keep this moving. Yeah, but you also have the sisters. Uh, are they playing? Did they qualify this year? No, not playing there okay. this year. So. Uh, yeah, a bit of a smaller field. It looks like there's maybe eight teams. Okay. Uh, Sarah Daniels coming out of juniors. Uh, yep. Another one to watch. I want to get your take real quick on Alberta, Sean, because with Chelsea Carey not playing, yeah. Uh, is there a clear favorite? It's it's tough, right? Because the the team who you would say uh, should be the favorites. You just don't know uh, because, like, the lineup has been so in flux. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I feel like you forgot the name, and you're looking at me. 
and I forgot the name. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Why can't I remember? She she curls with the tuck. Scheidegger, Casey Scheidegger. Yeah, Casey Scheidegger. Thank you. My apologies to Team Scheidegger. We're leaving. Um, we're leaving this in. But uh, so Casey Scheidegger, uh, she has uh, she gave birth over the winter, so she did not play. Of course, in the Canada Cup, it was Cheryl Bernard who played there. Uh, but so you just don't know uh, what this team is going to be. Uh, there's been lineup changes, not just at skip too. Right? There's been flux sort of at the front end as well. Mm-hmm. And it's a team that is really good when they, they play. They've had really good showings at Scotty's, uh, but just given the, the situation, I don't know. And, and then, you know, elsewhere in Alberta, like you used to look at Alberta and be like powerhouse, but I mean, Heather Nedwin isn't isn't there. Uh, you don't have, you know, people like Susan O'Connor are gone. Cheryl Bernard is gone. Like you just don't have those Shannon Clybrink, of course, mm-hmm. um, Amy Nixon, like those those core names that for the past twenty years you would look to yeah. even longer in the case of Shannon Clybrink. That you just look to and be like, that's Alberta. Right. Th- those people aren't there anymore. So it's a real change in the guard. And and I think this is an opportunity. If the Scheidegger team isn't at the, their top form, mm-hmm. that Selena Sturme, this is a chance for, for her and that team, as if, assuming that they're participated in this, for them to take a real step forward. Now, I don't see them listed as a, a participant here. I'm admittedly looking at Wikipedia because the Alberta website was... Uh, it's terrible. Not great. Alberta, Alberta, I think, is the worst one in the country. Wow. Yeah. Shade. Yeah. I, I like that. Uh, I, I, the, of the teams here that you might think of uh, could compete, uh, Kelsey Rock, yes. of course, uh, coming yep. in, and Team Laura Walker. Uh, reconstituted oh, yes, I did. Yes, I this forgot year, about them. Yes, uh, with Kate Cameron at third. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I I think because because Jesse Hoffman has also announced that she's pregnant. Yeah. Uh, and I I'm not sure what her ability to play in this kind of an event will be. We saw her take some days off at uh, one of the events earlier in the fall, the Canada yeah, Cup. Yeah, the I Canada believe. Cup. She didn't play all the games. Yeah. So. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of question marks with that team. So in that context, I'm interested to see if either Rock or Walker uh, step up into that role or mm-hmm. if there's a new team that we see, that we discover, yeah. similar to how Ted Appleman, yeah. I, he kind of came out of nowhere in the men's side. Yeah, He's been around for a long time. and, yeah. and An overnight player. success after playing for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree with that, right? Like everybody says, oh, yeah, we see that guy every year. He's there all the time. Uh, but maybe, yeah, maybe someone can catch lightning in a bottle for yeah. a week and, uh, who knows? Yeah. So, so Alberta is, is relatively wide open. Yes. I did forget about Laura Walker and her team. Um, so yeah, they might be the, the favorites going into it. And, uh, for, you know, we're, we're two guys too. Also talking about you know, women who are pregnant and trying to come back from pregnancies. So obviously we have no experience with that, but I would recommend to people on Sportsnet recently, a couple weeks ago, there was the you know they have the big Sunday read. Oh yeah, they had a big story about women, elite athlete women who are coming back from giving birth. Mm-hmm. So they it was I, I think it was sort of within the realm of a, 
uh, Selena or Serena, Serena Williams, Williams, excuse me. Um, but they talked to a member of the Canadian women women's Olympic hockey team, uh, a, mm. one of the Canadian uh, sprinters, uh, and another, I think it was another track athlete uh, about their experience and just that there's not a lot of medical science that has been done in this field uh, for a variety of reasons uh, about you know what you you, you know. Basically, how far can you push yourself? Right. It's it's you don't want to get to the point where you push somebody too far. So there's really no right answer. There's no scientific evidence of like this is what you need to do. And basically, what the the doctors who are quoted in the story are saying that it's it's different for each person. That okay. you know how you react to sort of the the whatever your trauma your body goes through is, is individualized. So it's hard to tell how women are going to react. And in some cases, they get back to their peak form in a couple months. And in some form, some, sometimes it's like 18 months. And it just really depends on what your experience is. So I, I would recommend to everybody that article. I, it was really well written and really informative to me in just not uh, in an issue that I did not and continue to not really understand. Right, right. Yeah, good recommendation. I'd say go get it. I'm just looking. I'm just looking at the uh, results here from, from yeah. the first draw of the Alberta Championships. Laura Walker won twelve to ten in her first game in, in an extra end. <laughs> Look out, uh, Suzanne Bird. Yeah, and uh, Casey Scheidegger comes up short in their game, twelve to five. Gives up a steal of four in the ninth Ooh. end. So. Uh, well, playing aggressive, right? If you're down eight five, you're playing aggressive. That's going to happen. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, yeah, w- watch and see. The, yeah. Those uh, Alberta and Manitoba will be on this Sunday yes. on Sportsnet. Yes. Uh, great time to watch. Uh, no football on Sunday. Uh, nothing but curling wall to wall. Yeah, juniors too. The the juniors will be on TSN. Yeah. So, uh, so a lot going on there. Uh, anything else on the women's side? I think we've talked about all the provinces that are currently not represented. Oh, not Northern Ontario. Uh, go Chris McCarvel. We are Chris McCarvel fans here yeah. on this show. Otherwise, I I don't know. I mean, like Kira Brunton, if she's going to play in it, I don't know. Uh, but, you know, it's it's a case now with Tracy Fleury out of the province that Chris McCarvel going into it is, is going to be your favorite. Big time favorite, yeah, yeah. So let's uh, shift on over then to the men's side of the field or of the uh, the equation of these provincial championships, as they are staggered differently in a lot of provinces. Similar to the women, we do have a couple winners already determined. We mentioned on the show last week, Brian Cochran is representing Prince Edward Island, and the Nunavut team will be represented by Jake Higgs out of the Iqaluit Curling Club. And, of course, Kevin Cooey is returning as Team Canada this year. So three spots have been determined, which, of course, leaves 11 left. What? Is that right? <laughs> no. So there's 16 total. One is right. the wild card. There's 13 left. I forget. I, f- I always forget how many teams play. Because it used to be not this number. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So, uh, so, yeah, so 13 teams still up for grabs. Uh, I'm going to just run through these province by province in the order in which I think they're of interest, starting with the least. Okay. Newfoundland and Labrador. Brad Goosh. <laughs> um, I mean, if Greg Smith 
wins. Great TV for a couple days. Brad Gushu's going to win. But Brad Gushu's going to win. If they Um, can get back to Newfoundland. I I hear they're still delayed. Yeah. So so they got to be able to actually get back and play. Uh, Fortunately, it doesn't start until January 28th. We'll see how much snow we'll they get rid yeah. of by then. Um, and, and again, we hope everyone out there in St. John's and, and Environs is doing well. Uh, next up, I'm going to say uh, the Northwest Territories. Jamie Cooey. Jamie Cooey. Uh, really, you know, it's, it's sort of his to lose there. Uh, and then Yukon after that. And I'm going to say Thomas Coffin. Let me see uh, who's playing. I don't even know who's playing. I think like Thomas Coffin, I think it's, it's he is the best Yukon player. Right. So uh, it's is, a similar situation. Is he playing at the juniors or is he old? No, he's too old. Aged now. out. He's okay. aged out. So, you know, those three I think are pretty easy in terms of just general interest. Uh, next up in sort of least interesting, I'm going to go with Northern Ontario. Uh, that with Tanner Horgan moving to Manitoba, yep. that Northern Ontario becomes much less interesting to me with all due respect to Gavin Jameson. Uh, give him hell out there, buddy. But... <laughs> it's uh yeah, this is brad jacobs and the thing is even with tanner horgan there again i i know i say this a lot but tanner horgan should have won northern ontario two years ago yes in 2018 yes uh that was a game that if you lost it at the club level the way it played out you would kind of be sick to your stomach yeah people would be uh, chirping you from yeah. behind the glass so so that that was a tough one you know, all, all great job by Brad Jacobs to, I get one, come back in the game, but two, to bring Tanner Horgan to the Briar that year as the fifth as the fifth player. This right. is a really nice uh, idea, lovely idea. Uh, but last year, the game wasn't quite as close between the two of them. That was the Ontario Northern Ontario final last year, too. Yeah, not as close. Yeah. And without Tanner Horgan there, I mean, there are teams that are good, but... Nobody on that level, and even if Tanner Horgan was there, the addition of Mark Kennedy to that team makes them that Not much, much better, better that if they lose a game, it will be a stunner. Yeah, I agree. So Northern Ontario is not particularly interesting because of that. Uh, then I'm going to go with a tie for Nova Scotia and New Brunswick. Okay. That, I mean, I don't know. Like... I mean, Grant Odisha seems like a nice guy. Like he does. But uh, these these two provinces don't really have a team right now. I mean, I love Jamie Murphy. I, I stand Jamie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that. But you don't have teams here that, uh, for as open as these fields may be, you don't have teams that are really going to threaten at the Briar. Yeah, likely not. Uh, last year we saw Stuart Thompson win. Yeah. Uh, they, I think they made the championship pool pretty good. Uh, Jamie Murphy is the name to look for. Also, the other Thompson, Scott Thompson, yeah, uh, might be good. Or maybe it's uh, not Scott Thompson, Kendall Thompson. There's another guy named Scott. <laughs> There's a lot of teams. Pe- people are from Nova Scotia. Your name's Scott. I get it. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, fair enough. And then New Brunswick, as you say, I, you know, you'd like to see some team go out there and and push the yeah. the championship pool teams. Just yeah. give them good games. Yeah. If you happen to slip into the championship pool, Great. good for you. Great. And if you're not going to be good, at least be from Oromukto. 
That's all we ask. Yeah, so, <laughs> so we can hear Vic talk about it. Yeah, uh, after that, I'm going to say Quebec. Uh, this is uh, this is fun because Mike, I like Mike Fournier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, we root for Mike Fournier, and, and hopefully Mike Fournier uh, can, can push through, get a win. But you also have uh, Mark Homan. He plays out of Quebec. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an interesting team to pay attention to. A uh, really good team that they've been, they've sort of threatened in the Quebec provincials before. And, you know, it, it's it's tough. It's it's not as much fun without uh, former Canadian champion Jean-Michel Menard, Jean-Michel Menard uh, in the field. Uh, you know, it, it was cool that uh, the third and the team came together last year and won mm-hmm. and uh and they played well but it's not quite the same yeah it's not quite the same right uh you, you sort of there's no goat yeah you're like who who's this uh yeah are they going to speak french or are they going to speak english yeah you know i kind of like hearing the french out there sean i'll admit it yeah. i'll admit that uh you know i don't need kathy gochier to translate for me <laughs> so uh so yeah I, I have nothing really more to add about that. I was just trying to find some of the teams. And since the women and men are happening at the same time, the way it's listed on here, it's hard to decide <laughs> who's who. And then uh, the other province that uh, is sort of interesting, but not quite sort of super intriguing, I think, is British Columbia. This is what what's interesting about it is this is Tyler Tardy's first I'm going to say real foray into the men's game. Last year, he participated in the provincial playdowns, but he had just won the junior nationals and did not have the greatest of weeks at the BC provincials. uh, Because of course not. Yeah. Uh, Right. It's just sort of, of course you didn't. So this, he didn't play in the juniors this year, despite being eligible as he wanted to graduate to the men's game. And this will be, really interesting and you know jim cotter has all the experience in the world playing with steve laycock who has maybe not just as much experience but a lot of experience yeah and you know we talked before the show tyrell griffith isn't playing the longtime second but rick sawatsky is back so you know that team knows what to do they know how to win and if that's not the final i think I would be surprised. Yeah, I, I'd be surprised too. Of course, like we've got these teams that sort of go all the time. Uh, Neil Dangerfield's team from Victoria, Jason Montgomery, they were in the final last year. Uh, Glenn Jackson, uh, experienced skip from Victoria as well. Uh, Jeff Richard from Kelowna, we've seen him in the Scotties before. Uh, or Dean, the Briar. Or the Briar, yeah. Uh, Dean Jonas, uh, same story there. So, uh, much like the Ontario women, the BC men have like a, a bit of a tour themselves. So there's a lot of teams that are really good and pretty capable, but not quite at that national championship level, right? Yep. So, you know, it, it's one of those things where you see if one of those teams can catch lightning in a bottle for a week, mm-hmm. uh, as I said before. Uh, but more likely than not, we're going to see Jim Cotter and Tyler Tardy in the final, and it it's sort of setting up the future of, of BC men's curling. For sure. And so. that's so that's where the intrigue comes from there. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. I think the next province, in terms of just general interest, at least for me, is going to be Alberta, which 
without Kevin Cooey is not as much fun. Right. Still really good teams. Brendan Botcher has to be the favorite going into it, I would think. Uh, he, he, certainly the class of Alberta over on tour and, and the slams when you don't count Kevin Cooey. You also have uh, Carson Sturme and his team. They are, or they have won a CIS championship, or certainly he has as a skip, has played in that. You yeah. mentioned Ted Appleman. He's there as somebody to look out for and pay attention to. But otherwise, there's there's not a lot of recognizable names in that field, despite Alberta producing a lot of really good curlers. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's Botchers to lose. And if anybody but Botchers in the final, like if, if Botchers not in the final, it's a huge upset. And so, so that'll be something really to talk about. So, But... Uh, I don't think we can anticipate that. No, no. So, but but the format in Alberta is the triple knockout, yes. which we saw last week at the Canadian Open, which does give a bit of a different vibe to it. You know, in especially in a province of, in Alberta where I believe they let in, not let in, but. Uh, I think 32 teams qualify or something for this. It can be quite high, yeah. So, yeah. you know, in a round rob, if you have a round robin, if they let, say, 16 teams in two pools and you're playing a seven-game round robin or, or what they do in Ontario where you have a round robin, right. you can ease into it. In a triple knockout, you really can't. Yeah. There, there's no room yeah. for that. So that, that does add a different dimension mm-hmm. to the championship. Well, I mean, we saw Kevin Cooey's team last year have to come through the seaside. Yeah there to win so yeah it could be something to that but i believe it's back on arena ice this year after being held in a club last yeah. year so it should be advantage botcher certainly certainly an edge to uh, to brandon botcher there uh let's move on then to probably the i guess the third most interesting province is i think saskatchewan yeah saskatchewan we've got uh kirk myers matt dunstone the probably the two classes of the field yeah. uh, see how they uh, you know duke it out at versus last year's really good game really good game to, to decide who won uh, I'm looking forward to that the run-up might not be as interesting as some other provinces mm-hmm. given the class of those two teams there are some pretty good teams in Saskatchewan though that you know, can maybe come up and and yeah they can upset. mix it up. they can mix it up uh, Sean Meacham is skipping his own team Again, he played with yeah. uh, Adam Casey for a bit. Uh, when they represented Saskatchewan at the Briar, of course, Sean Meacham, I personally love. He puts a loose slider on the toe of his uh, drag foot. It's amazing to yeah. see. Uh, so I, I'm a big fan of Sean Meacham for that. And he's represented Saskatchewan as a skip at the mixed championships on multiple occasions. So an accomplished player uh, in his own right. But not to the to – the, he doesn't have the accolades of either – Myers or Dunstone. So just from a fan perspective, based on how good that game was last year, that's what you want to see in the final. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hundred percent. You want to see those two teams, nobody else really. Yeah. Preferably I'm, in a one, two game. And then again in the final. <laughs> right. Preferably. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking on the website for Saskatchewan, Sean. I might've looked, I might've been looking at last year's women's teams. Uh, boy, these, these provincial websites—they're they they're not the greatest. Get your uh, 
Get it up to yeah. up to scratch here. Huh? Well, Ashley Howard works for the Saskatchewan Curling uh, Association. Uh, get on that. How else are amateur podcasters supposed to be <laughs> able to <laughs> properly identify the teams? Yeah. So anyway, I guess I could use Wikipedia, but that's uh, no, no. We go to the source here. <laughs> yeah, we go with the official. So uh, yeah, but the Saskatchewan men's seems like a two-team race right now. Uh, then let's move on to. Ontario? Yeah, I was going to say it's either Ontario or Manitoba, right? Well, they're the only two provinces that left. we haven't talked about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we can start with Ontario. A very interesting Ontario, I think, this year. Uh, Scott McDonald, the yep. Golden God, who's been bad this year, has not played well this year. Their team has not been good. Uh, coming back to defend his championship. Yeah. Uh, as is his right. <laughs> but. John Epping's team has to be the favorite, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely going to be John Epping's team. No question. And But we said the exact same thing last year. Yeah. Going into provincials. Oh, it's got to be John Epping's team. And, I mean, he uh, made it to the final. Yeah. He got routed in the routed final. Routed in the final. But he made it to the final. So how many points did you score in the final, Scott? <laughs> the same number as, as John Epping? Oh. <laughs> I think it was. I think they shook in four. It was. Or, it was over early. At least six. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. So with Glenn Howard's team also in the mix there uh, at this event, it, it. I think it'll be interesting. I think. I think there's something for the fans to go and and cheer for. Yeah, like three recognizable teams that any of whom win, and you're not gonna throw your hands in the air and be like, "What? That's weird." Right? Like right. Th- there are enough good teams to make this interesting. And you have people, uh, I, I don't think he's playing this year. I, I don't remember seeing his name, so you can certainly correct me, Scott. But people like Greg Balsden, who hang around, and, and Greg Balsden won the Ontario Provincials one year. Who So those type of teams, too, that even those teams, and this is true, I, I know we kind of crapped on Alberta, but uh, the, the teams that you don't know, right, don't get a lot of TV games, they can push... Oh, the top yeah. teams, yeah, big time right? in, in games, right? It's not, it's not going to be a case where uh, in any of these provinces that you know, Brendan Botcher, uh, Kirk Myers, Dunstone, uh, John Epping, they're not going to win all of their games twelve nothing before they meet the other team that you've heard of. Exactly, that's yeah. not going to happen. So, in Ontario, again, they they do a round robin. It gets you to a page. So one of those big three is going to have to play a semifinal at mm-hmm. least, uh, or sorry, a three-four game, to make it into the semifinal. And and whoever finishes fourth is going to be a good team, assuming that that's it. Sort of plays out chalky in the round robin, and that's not a gimme. Yeah, no, of course, of course. Uh, Greg Ball's not in this event, uh, as you mentioned. Uh, Steve Allen skipping yeah, uh, from Steve, the Ottawa Steve Allen, this is a team, if you've never seen, well, we're biased because we see him frequently at the Ottawa Curling Club, but he beat, I want to say, Kevin Cooey in the Gatineau Spiel this year. Yeah. Cooey uh, or somebody like on that level. Like right. he had a great run through that Gatineau Spiel. They didn't win it, but Steve Allen, that team is good. Pretty good. Uh, Mark Keane, uh, another he's, player he's, we've he's heard represent, of. He's represented Ontario before. Yeah, and uh, Matt Hall. Uh, who played with Tyler Tardy last yep. year, coming back to Ontario. Yep. They got the final spot through uh, through a qualifier that I think 
last weekend. So right. and he's he's won an Ontario championship as a skip at the junior, junior level. level. Yeah. Now graduating to the men. So that's a that's a team that you can look out for too. Yeah, yeah. So pretty interesting uh in Ontario, I think. Uh Manitoba. We saw team Mike McEwen play pretty well at the Canadian uh Canadian yeah, Open. Canadian Open. This past weekend. I've got to say that puts them in the driver's seat for Manitoba. Yeah. Gunlickson's always lurking. Uh, anybody else? Tanner Horgan, right? Okay, I'd say yeah. Tanner Horgan becomes interesting in Manitoba. Uh, you know, and I, I think what is particularly interesting is that he's out of Northern Ontario. He's away from Brad Jacobs and he's good. Like he has a, he has a really good team, like a really good young team, a lot of experience with those four guys at the junior level. And it's a, a team that is positioned for a good run in this event. Okay. Okay. That's a, that's a good name. This is like, Oh my gosh. Uh, la- last year we saw, they let everybody in the Manitoba provincial. Yeah. It's like, if Oh, you, if can you, you show play? up and throw down your money, they'll let you play. Last <laughs> year we saw Willie Lyburn get to the final, yeah. uh, their team's back with, good. that's uh, a good team with daily Peters. Uh, uh, as we saw, there's another team. Uh, they were Braden Calvert. Right? Yes, yeah, another young team. Young coming team up. coming yeah. up. So, yeah, there's there's like a lot of good games here. They play a weird uh, setup where it's uh, a side to a B side, and four bracket people get in. It's, Vic, Vic's head would explode. It's very complicated, but uh, should result in some pretty good, pretty good names by the end of the weekend. That's starting. February 4th through 9th. Yeah. And, and so Manitoba, <laughs> because there's so many teams and, and like you say, like somebody like Willie Lyburn is with respect to Willie Lyburn, it's easy to forget them yeah. uh, in Ontario. We don't see them often yep. around here. So, but, but again, they're a good team that at a Briar, they're going to make it to the championship pool in all likelihood. They're, they're good enough to do that. For sure. They're good enough to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, a so, lot of fun stuff. Sean, uh, well, you're, let, but, you're l- looking for something else on your phone here. So I want to just uh, mention the points. All right, we oh, talked yes. about it with the women, uh, with the top three teams being from Manitoba, making it a little less interesting. On the men's side, way more interesting in terms of looking around for the points. Sure. So Brad Jacobs is number one on the points this okay. year on the CTRS. He's going to win Northern Ontario, right? So Yeah, it's a lock. And then Brad Gushu is number three. So those are two teams that we figure will win their province. So at the very least, we're getting to four. Number two is John Epping. Okay. Four is Mike McEwen. Five is Botcher. Six Cooey, so it's irrelevant. He's already in. And then you get to Gunlison. And then Dunstone. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So you could have a situation where if Epping wins Ontario, McEwen wins Manitoba, yeah. Botcher wins Alberta, then the seven and eight teams on this on the points are playing each other in Gunlison and Dunstone. Dunstone. But then if Dunstone wins, then She's... you're at nine, which is Tanner Horgan. Wow. So you could have, in theory, two all Manitoba play in games. games. Hmm. And on the men's side being all the way down at nine. Uh, Glenn Howard is 10. Can't get there. You can't get to 10. 
in doing this math. Uh, but because so many different provinces are represented, you can get to nine. There's a path for the ninth place team wow. to play in the wild card game. That would be pretty wild, pun intended, if <laughs> if both matchups were all Manitoba. Yeah. I think we would never hear the end of it. That Manitoba curling is so good. So good. Oh, all the yeah. best teams are in Manitoba. Yeah. I mean, if, if Tanner Horgan wins, it could be a McEwen Gunlison game. Uh, if everything else breaks right, which itself would be super interesting, the Tanner yeah. Horgan wins Manitoba. Yeah, for sure. Um, not as much fun on the points because it's a little higher in the thing. But the fact that so many different provinces are represented shows how uh, the men's game is still top heavy. Like, there's no question. Yeah. But it's top heavy in different places. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, I'm excited to watch all this, Sean. We will tweet out where to watch it. Yeah, we'll tweet out links as stuff comes up. Yeah, because uh, I'm sure this is a lot of information. I feel like we've been rambling on for an hour. Is that because we've been rambling on for an hour? 48 minutes? Yeah, Yeah, okay. Uh, But that's because we're excited. We're really excited about this. It's an exciting time of year. I think, think, uh, yeah, everybody should try to watch at least a little bit of the streaming stuff. Uh, It's not hard to do. Uh, don't, don't get scared. Uh, there's apps for YouTube and stuff. You can do it on your phone, yeah, on your computer, whatever you like. Totally worth it. We'll, we'll tweet out links. I think uh, it's some of some really great curling. You'll get some interesting commenting too. Yeah. Uh, some great commentary. You know, uh, right now, in fact, the juniors is being streamed yeah. by curling Canada on their YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm loving it. Yeah, John, John Cullen. Cullen is uh, doing some color for that. Yeah, and he's a he's a fun guy, John yeah. Cullen. I like him. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, I think it's fun. You get like some different voices in your ear. Yeah, which is nice, right? Like we on this show love Vic and Russian Cheryl as well, <laughs> but. No, we, we love the TSN production for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Sportsnet production is a clear number two. I don't hate it, but I don't think it's as good. And some of these ones across the country, the Northern Ontario one in years past has been spectacular uh, in just how weird it is. Uh, no commentary, stationary cameras. Yeah. You get weird views of the crowd for some reason uh, who clearly don't know that they're on camera, by the way. Uh, so it can be it can be fun to, to watch that one. Uh, painful at times, but fun as well uh but yeah a lot of the other ones where there is commentary like i i don't know if someone like jeff stoughton would step into manitoba uh to do that maybe jill officer step in too she's done some broadcasting so you know you you get some interesting different names uh who sometimes you're familiar with them other times you're not but it's usually a lot of fun yeah and you get to know the ones that you're not so uh, and you get to see teams that we don't always see yeah you know we talk on the show a lot about the grand slams having the sameness to them both in format and in the teams here you're going to get if you just turn on the stream of 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 alberta you might see the karsten sturme ted appleman game yeah and that's that's fun you don't get to see them all the time that's really great really good stuff Let's recap a bit. Give our top three provinces, men's side and women's side, for playdowns to watch. Okay, so on the men's side, we had Saskatchewan, yep. Manitoba, and Ontario. Right. As the three most interesting provinces on the men's side. And on the women's side? On the women's side, we went with Manitoba, again. 
with an asterisk with an asterisk uh we went with ontario yeah and i forgot the third i talked about saskatchewan and saskatchewan right for yeah the the parody that's there uh sherry anderson factor that bumps it into the top three yeah so everybody east of ottawa and west of Moose Jaw, you're not interested in us, apparently. <laughs> um, that's, uh, maybe I guess it's probably should have gone with Lloyd Minster. Uh, not Lloyd Minster. Um, we'll give a special, uh, special interest to Nova Scotia Scotties happening right now. Yeah. That's not to say that the other ones aren't interesting to us, right? Alberta will be a lot of fun. We talked to BC, it'll be great. Uh, Quebec and both men's and women's. I, I, you know, we just picked those three because they're maybe deeper in in the the fields i don't know but there's or maybe it's because we live in ontario i don't know i think the, uh, and I, I used to live in saskatchewan and yeah 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 a little bias yeah eh, whatever it is what it is so <laughs> uh so let us know what you're looking forward to in the provincial championships uh, of course you know we miss chelsea carey we miss kevin cooey those teams make those things uh, those events a little more interesting right both of them being out of Alberta does kind of diminish the overall strength of the field in Alberta, obviously, when you have two Canadian champions who aren't participating. Uh, That diminishes the field, but should be a lot of fun as we get set for the season of champions uh, less than a month away, Scotty. It's uh, creeping up on us. Yeah, so uh, enjoy all the curling, everybody. Also, uh, the, the juniors is going on as well, so a lot to watch, a lot to keep track of. So we'll we'll be with you every step of the way. So please do subscribe if you have not yet on Apple, Google, wherever it is you get the shows, likes, rates, all that fun stuff. Keeps the show going at this very busy time of the curling calendar. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Game of Stones Pod. Like we said, we'll tweet out a bunch of links to games as they come up on YouTube. So give us a follow there. You can follow Scott at Scott Likes TV. I'm at Dr. Shawnee Fever. And as always, you can email the show, Game of Stones Podcast at gmail.com. So until we join you again, keep those brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern. Make the final.